0: You have your Bibles this morning, Acts chapter 4 and Acts chapter 5. I've got some reading to do this morning, but it's what we need to hear this morning. This has been on my mind, and I, I've i heard people talk about it. And uh, uh, Brother Kevin yesterday got here first thing yesterday. He was the first one here yesterday. and so now we're sitting talking about it. And, and this subject came up again between he and I when I was, we were talking. And... Uh, he made a comment, I said, well, I'll use that comment tomorrow at the end of the message, and it was pretty good, so uh, we'll, we'll go over that. But uh, the world that we look at today and the people that we see sitting in churches are not always whom they say they are. Uh, you can tell by some. Some you can look at and say, well, you're not what you say you are. Your actions don't say who you are. Your talk don't say who you are. Your walk don't say who you are. But there are some sitting in churches today that fit this description. Fits this description. Chapter 4 of Acts. Let's stand this morning. Verse number 32. Chapter 4 of Acts Verse 32 And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul, neither said of any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they had all things common. And with great power gave it the apostles the witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked for any, many as were possessions of land and houses, sold them, brought the pieces of things that were sold. And laid them down at the apostles' feet, and disposition was made unto every man according that he had need. And Joseph, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it, and brought it the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet." Chapter 5, verse 1, But unto a certain man Ananias, and with Sapphira, his wife, sold a possession, and kept back part of the price, his wife, also pr- being privy to it, brought a certain part, and set it to the apostle's feet. But Peter said, Ananias, Why hath Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost, and keep back part of the price of the land? While it remaineth, was it not thy own? And after it was sold, was it not in thy own power? Why hast thou... Conceive this thing in thy heart, thou hast not lied unto men, but unto God. And Ananias, hearing these words, fell down and gave up the ghost, and great fear came among all them that heard of these things. And the young men arose and wound up him and carried him out and buried him. And it was about the space of three hours after, when his wife, not knowing what had was done, came in, and Peter answered unto her, telling me, Whether ye sold the land for so much? And she said, Yea, for so much. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that ye have agreed together to attempt the Spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of them that which buried thy husband are at the door, and they shall carry thee away. Then fell she down straightway at his feet, and yielded up the ghost. And the young men came in and found her dead, and carried her forth, and buried her by her husband. And great fear came among all the churches, and among all that heard these things, let us pray. Father, we just thank you this morning, for Lord, for your grace, your mercy, and your love, Father. Father, we ask you to speak to our hearts this morning. May we not be one of these this morning, Father. And we'll praise you. Empty himself and fill the me with the ice In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen here in chapter four and chapter five we're reading about this uh, infancy of the uh, early church this morning uh, uh, the church was uh, b- had breath upon it by the holy Ghost in Acts chapter two and, uh, and I know there are a lot of people that argue about when the uh, church uh, began and everything I'm not going to get into that but I believe the church was bought at Calvary and in power on the day of Pentecost in the Acts chapter two. we find the infancy of the early church and the church got off to a great start Uh, uh, you cannot ask for a better start for a church to to get started out we find in chapter 2 3,000 people uh, get right with the Lord and 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 then it rolls on in chapter 4 5,000 people get right with the Lord Uh, you're talking about 8,000 people getting right with the Lord in a short span of time going from 12 people to 8,000 that is a jump start for a church Uh, I would just love to see five or six people get right with the Lord in the church today but uh, uh, we see 8,000 people get right today and can I say this what God did then how God moved then God can do the same today. It's not impossible for God to say uh, uh, send 3,000 people to get right with God. It's not impossible for uh, 5,000 get right with God. It's not impossible for God to reach down and touch this country and get this country right with God again. Now, let me say this and please don't forget it. Anytime God God starts uh, something great in uh, uh, in your way, in your life, and in the church, the devil will show up and try to counteract what God is doing. Whether it be in your life or whether it be in the church, uh, uh, God is trying to do something great. God is trying to move you into a great thing. Uh, You say this morning, I'm a child of God, and you started to... leaps and bounds of getting closer to God you're starting to read your Bible more and you're starting to pray more and you're starting to uh, uh, witness more and God has opened up the uh, doors for your ministry to move away Uh, but you can mark it down the devil's going to move right up close to you and try to hinder everything that God wants to do in your life this morning I, I've talked to a lot of people that said uh, they were trying to get closer to God. They were wanting to move closer to God uh, and, and I believe they wanted to but they realized, hey, uh, ever since they made that uh, uh, confession that uh, I'm going to serve God, I'm going to walk with God, I'm going to get closer to God, they found that obstacles starting to pop up in their life and it started coming. Let me just say this and, and I'm not going to be mean about it but uh, if you have no problem with the devil and the devil has not rised up in your life and the devil hasn't hindered you, You better find out who you're serving this morning. I'm telling you, every time God makes a move in your life, the devil's going to be close to you and try to hinder that and try to stop that. You say, I want to get close to God. You can get close to God, but you better realize the closer you get to God, means also the closer you're going to get to the devil. Amen. This is what happens in chapter 4. Satan tries to intimidate. He's using the intimidation to try to stop the church. You go back and read uh, all of chapter 4, don't have the time to do that. The apostles get off and they start to preach the, uh, the word of God and, and it takes off like a brush fire and it goes uh, uh, all around the world and people's getting right with God and they're telling everybody what they can do. They're telling everybody about Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They're telling everybody about Christ and they start off like a brush fire. When they started off like a brush fire, the devil raised his head up. The Bible said that the Pharisees and the higher-ups called them in and said, y'all boys, you need to come in here. We got something to tell you. They said the Bible said that uh, uh, they threatened them. Said you cannot preach that salvation is only in this man named Jesus you cannot preach this if you continue to preach this we're going to hurt you and we're going to put you in prison I look for that day to come again now, I'm telling you right now I-, I believe that that day is going to come again you're not going to be able to preach the word of God you're not going to tell that hey, the only way to get to heaven is by Jesus Christ he said hey, I'm the door and I'm the way I'm the light no man comes to the Father except by me I'm telling you we're getting back to that day you ain't going to be able to tell people that God is salvation to Jesus Christ is the way you're not going to be able to tell that I believe that they're going to say hey you preach that they're going to come and hurt you they're going to throw you in prison let them do it because I'm standing on the truth can I tell you this trying to intimidate the uh, church of Jesus Christ the true church of Jesus Christ has never stopped it from growing you read from the apostles all the way through the dark ages and, and through the Spanish Inquisition. You and read through the years of the history of the church. Every time somebody come along and try to intimidate them, every time the devil tries to rise up and stop them, you'll find that the church grew. You find that people got closer to God. You find that uh, uh, God's will still was going on. You you, you find that uh, it didn't push the gospel away from people, but it pushed the gospel towards people. It also brought people into uh, to the uh, the church. It also it brought people closer to God. But listen, to what I'm trying to tell you this morning: when imitate doesn't work, when he tries and in- uh, to uh, push you away. It doesn't work. And, and, and that imitation from outside doesn't work. The devil will do it from the inside. He'll infiltrate some people in church. When imitation, uh, it, it, when intimidation don't come at a pace that the devil likes, he's going to get on the inside and infiltrate those sitting in the house of God. Can I tell you this? I've seen a lot of great churches, and I've been through a lot of great churches, and I've seen how they moved, That moved. They were never hindered, they were never stopped by the pressures from the outside world. Nothing on the outside could hinder them. Nothing from the outside could stop them. But I have seen plenty of churches get tore up from the inside. The devil got in from the inside the church and brought discord and strength among God's people. And whatever God was trying to do, whatever God was trying to move got shut down. The two people we're using today, Ananias and Sapphire. I-, I want you to know something about them. I-, I do not believe they were lost people. I believe they were saved. I believe they knew God. I believe they joined up with the church. I believe they had been baptized. And that does not mean they had not gave the place in the heart for the devil to get a hold of. That means that the devil could not bring harm to them and hinder the work of God. Preaching on this thought this morning, spiritual pretenders. And that's what I believe Ananias and Sapphira was. I believe they were saved people. They knew God. They were baptized. They heard preaching. They saw the movement of God. They saw what God was doing in the churches. And now let me just say this. I've seen this. People sitting in church saying something that they're not. We're dealing with saved people here. And Satan had gotten a hold of them. I, I don't I read this article and I, I thought it just goes great with this. Back during World War II, I don't know if y'all knew we were in the World War II. Some of you are not old enough to know. But on the east coast we were fighting Germans and on the west coast we were fighting the Japanese they have said on the coast of North Carolina all the way down the coast of Florida there were German U-boats being spotted all along the coast that's how close the Germans were to our country In fact, they said some of the German uh, captains of the U-boats said they would rise in at night to get their periscope up and they can look and they see the lights on the shores of North Carolina Mm -hmm. Beachside. That's how close they were. Back in this time, uh, I think it was 1942, I can't remember what year it was, where the Mississippi dumps down in the Gulf there Fifty-two ships come up missing. They, didn't, they, didn't, they couldn't figure out why. They didn't know if they'd been sunk. They, they had no reason. They looked for them. They couldn't find them. They looked for new boats. They thought it was some sabotage. They couldn't find anything. But fifty-two ships come up missing that were sunk to gone whatever. And they worried about it. They thought about it. And they kept going about it. And, and sooner or later, it just started to drift in the back of their mind. They, they put it aside. They weren't thinking about it anymore. Well, down on the south end of Florida, they were doing a uh, maneuvers. And there were ten submarines that were doing this maneuvers, they sent up this YPT plane to, to film them and look at them and photograph them and try to put them in the position they wanted to. And while he was up there taking these pictures and they got to look and they got to study, he says, did we not send 10? They said, yes. He says, the we count 11. We count 11. And they got to thinking about it. said, well, who is this extra submarine in this maneuvers here? And they said, so they gave the order to the submarine commanders. Everybody surface." And when the order went out to everybody's surface, this one submarine dove and started to make a run for it. They sent destroyers out, it and they finally got this submarine to rise up, and they got on board, and they found out they were all Germans in American uniforms. This submarine was American uniform uh, submarine. This submarine was bought by the, the Americans. The, the Americans owned this submarine, but yet it was being operated by German Soldiers. And let me just say this. There are some Christian people that have been bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, he owns you. He's purchased your salvation at Calvary. He owns you. But they're sitting in church of the day and they're not being operated by the one that owns them or the one that had bought them. Spiritual pretenders this morning. Amen. We have a real enemy this morning. They asked that submarine commander what was going on. The commander had learned American enough. This is amazing. He had learned American language enough in a Midwestern accent that they literally Surfaced in New Orleans, and the whole crew would walk down the Bourbon Street. They would go to movies and they would uh, see things and they would buy things and other things. They were right there in the middle of all these other submarines. All these other Americans, they were sitting right dab in the middle of them. Spiritual pretenders. We got them today. We got them today. You're not being operated. You're not being controlled by the one who has bought you, the one who has saved you. There's too so many of us that we gave room for the devil to get our hearts and our minds, and we gave room for the devil to take control of what God owns. Spiritual pretenders this morning. I want to give you some things you know, for every one of us. We all need to take an examination of our life. And where we stand at and who we belong to. I believe if we take these things and look at them this way, we will know whether we're pretenders or contenders. Amen. Spiritual contenders. Look at verse number chapter four, verse 36 and 37. And it was Joseph who, by the apostles, was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation, a Levite of the country of Cyprus, having, his, having land, sold it, and brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. That's a great thing. Chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. But a certain man named Ananias and Sapphire, his wife, sold a possession and kept back a part of the price. His wife also, being privy to it, and brought a certain part and laid it at the apostles' feet. You see this. You see what's going on here? The envy that they hide. I, I see something right off the bat to cause them to do what they were doing. We see Joseph sells with sells the land and he takes all the money and lays it at the feet of the apostle. It, it, it sounds like the, they were uh, they were going to try to do the same thing. They were try to imitate what he had done. We see in chapter verse 2, Ananias and Sapphira down at the church watching what is happening. They they see Barnabas comes in and lays the money at the feet of the apostles. He sold his land. He brought it in. And I I can see these two standing back in the corner of the church saying, well look at that. Look at him. Look at they giving him all the accolades. They making they patting him on the back. Uh, they think he's something. Uh, and they even gave him a surname that's better than his own name. Uh, they looking at him saying, hey, uh, what a great thing it is. You know, they, they start to conceive among themselves. You know, we can do that. We can have the same accolades. We can have the same pat on our back. We can do the same thing. We can go sell our product. We can come and lay the money at the feet. Let me just tell you this. I've had to deal with this. I've had people say, there's favoritism at that church. They have their favorites. Amen. Let me tell you this. Pride will get you every time. In fact, you spell out pride, look right down in the middle of pride, and what it is? Ah. Ah. When somebody tells you, hey, uh, they got uh, favorites down there, uh, uh, they've given them the accolades, they're patting them on the back, Uh, somebody that's prideful, somebody that has envy in their life, you know what they're really saying? You ain't giving me the accolades. You're not patting me on the back. You're not giving me what I think I deserve. Amen. Amen. Can I tell you this? Envy and jealousy is a rottenness that's in the bones of the church that will suck the life out of the church. If you not control, it, will destroy you. I've seen churches destroyed by envy, I've dealt with that. In Galatians 5, we love talking about the fruit of the spirits, amen? Fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, and against that there is no law. We love talking about that. We skip to read about the fruit of the Spirit. We don't read about the fruit of the Spirit. And before he ever tells us in Galatians 5 what the fruit of the spirit is, he tells us what the fruit of the flesh is, the works of the flesh are manifested, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, adultery, witchcraft, hatred, violence, immolation, wrath, strife, sedition, heresy. In verse 21 it says, Envying, murderous, drunk, reviling, and such are like these. For he ever ever tells us in Galatians 5 what the fruit of the Spirit is. He tells us, he highlights, he says, you need to know what this is. You need to know the the works of the flesh. You need to what can manifest in the flesh. Uh, The first thing out of these people that, that says, I want it, says, I want what Barnabas is doing. They, they were envious what Barnabas has done. They wanted to be the accolades. Uh, they wanted the same accolades that he was getting. Uh, I don't think Barnabas sold it and won't for accolades. Uh, I'm quite sure there's people in the church that do things, don't want accolades. But there are some spiritual tenders in the church that wants nothing but accolades and a pat on their back because of what they have done. Amen. You better be careful about having envy in your heart. Amen. I, I have to deal with it in my own, my own life. I don't sing like a nightingale. I get upset with those who do. But I have to contend with it. I, I've sat under some preachers that preach the storms down and the fire down. I don't do that. I have to deal with that. But if you let envy take root in your heart for any, any little thing, it will start to grow. Envy is something that just don't get planted in your heart and stops. It grows, and it grows, and it grows. And it will destroy you, and it will destroy your church. Envy. Look at the envious pride they had. Also look at the element that they hold. They held back a certain part of the price in chapter 2, verse 2, 5, verse 2 and 3. And kept back part of the price, his wife also being privy to it all, and brought a certain part, and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said unto Ananias, Why hath the Satan filled thy heart to lie to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of the price of the land? Let me stop right here. Let me clear this up. So many people have gotten so confused on that part right there. God did not kill them because they held back part of the price. God didn't kill them for that. What God did, they held back a part of the price and told them they gave all. They gave all. God God knows your heart. He knows your mind. He knows what you're going to do. And let me just say this. These were saved people. They had been in the church. Uh, They saw the fire come down. They got baptized. They knew what God can do. They knew the movement of God. But yet they gave room in their hearts and their minds for the devil to take root. Uh, And let me just say this. If they can do it, you and I can do it this morning. We can give the room in our hearts and our minds to let the devil get a hold of us. And the devil get a hold of you and he's going to cause you to do things that you know you should not. They they said, said, we surrendered all. We surrendered. And down in their heart they knew they had held back. They had held back. We've surrendered all. How many of y'all sing that? We've oh, we sang that song. I've surrendered all. I sur- Have you really surrendered all? Have you said, Lord, I surrender all. You come to the altar. Lord, here I am at the altar. I want to give you everything in my life. I want you to take control of my life. I've made a mess of it. I ain't done anything right in my life, but I surrender all to you. And yet you get up and walk back and you've got things that you don't want God to get a hold of. You don't want God to touch you. You don't want God to be in control of. You like to hold on to it. Amen. I told Brother Kevin yesterday, I said, hey, I'm preaching myself to be fired. He said, what? I said, sometimes you got to preach what God lets. Listen, I'm like Barney Fife. I only got one message. He only had one bullet. I only, this is it. This is the message. This is all I'm going to give you. I'm telling you, I want the church to be real, and I want the people to be real. We're not got it all right. We ain't got all the uh, wrinkles were ironed out. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. But we're striving to be perfect. And you cannot be a spiritual pretender. Inspect God. Oh my goodness. I've surrendered all. I've surrendered all. I I want you to notice this. They made themselves to look like they were all in. They they wanted to, everybody in the church. <laughs> they come said, Hey, we, we're giving all. We sold our land. We sold it. And we're going to bring it all and give it to you. Verse 2, they, they kept back part of the prize, and his wife was being privy to it. Look at verse 9. Then Peter said unto her, How is it that thou agreed together to tempt the Spirit of the Lord? It, it tells me. They were down in the church and they saw the great things of God. It tells me they saw the moving of God. It tells me they saw the fire fall down. It tells me they saw what was happening in church. It tells me they saw Barnabas came and laid up money down. It tells me in church they were all in. I'm at church. I'm in I've served God. I'm praising God. I'm all in at church. But behind closed doors at home, you know what I ain't all in? I ain't all there. They conceived at home behind closed doors. In church they're all in, but at home, they ain't all in. They ain't all in. And let me just say this. If you ain't all in at home, you ain't all in at church. If you come to the altar and say, Lord, I'm all in. I've given it all. I've surrendered all. I'm getting all. You better be the same at home. And when you get up in the morning, you better be surrendered to God. I'm all in, God. On Tuesday night or Wednesday night or Thursday night or Friday night, Saturday, you better be surrendered and all in. Because if you don't, you're going to give root to somewhere in your heart and mind for the devil to take control spiritual contenders they, they wanted the church to think they were all in but deep down in their heart they knew they conceived together you know <laughs> I've been in churches and preached going out the door great message praise God I, exactly what I needed I, I needed to hear that before I get home, I get a phone call. Brother, they're tearing you up. So what are you talking about? So, well, they, they said you said this and this and that. And I said, Brother, you was in a message. You was there. You heard it saying Did I say that? He said, No, but it got around town. It ain't all in at church. It ain't all in at home. Hey. Brother, I'm telling you, we need to be careful. There are spiritual pretenders sitting in church this morning everywhere. Oh, I'm all in, brother. I've gave everything to God. I belong to God. He owns my heart, my soul, my life. But he don't own everything at home now. I, you know, we like to be in charge at home. You men, you raise your hand. If you don't want to raise your hand, ask your wife, can you raise your hand? Amen? <laughs> hey, 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 man, you ain't going to raise your hand, are you? <laughs> We like to think we're in charge, and we want to be in charge at home. We'll say, "God, you can you can be in charge at church and whatever you want at church. I'll do that." But when I'm at home, that's my place. That's my place. We don't want God in charge of the house. Amen. God says, "I want all of you or none of you. All all of you or none of you. You can't be in at church and not in at home." You can't be in at church and not in at work. You've got to be the same as you are in church as you are out there in this world. See, they wanted the church to think there was something that they weren't. We're all in. We see they're envious, and we see uh, the element they held back. Then we see the enemy, enemy they, they harbor in verse number three. But Peter said, to "Ananias, why hath thou Satan filled thy heart to lie?" to to the Holy Ghost and keep back part of that price. You know what the sad thing about this is? This sad story. I believe this man and this woman are saved. It is sad that these two people could not tell that it was Satan using them for his own purpose. They were getting played by the devil. It's sad that when a child of God cannot see past his own spiritual pretending Don't realize enough that the Holy Ghost is using him to do something or it's the devil using him to do something. It's sad for a child of God that you get to a place that you cannot tell if it's the devil or God is speaking to your heart. It's a sad thing. I do believe there's a lot of us that cannot tell. Mm. Bible said Jesus is my, sheep know my voice. Whoop Bedo, I wrote a new song this morning. Y'all want to hear it. It goes like this: wella, 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 wella. We get that out of a lot of Christians today. Well, well. Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. It's a sad thing that Christians sitting in church claiming to be all in, claiming to be something, and they cannot distinguish the voice of God or the voice of the devil. Amen. Let me give you some Bible one-on-one right here and now. You want to know how to tell it's the voice of God or the voice of the devil that's directing you in your life? Well, Brother Jimmy, please tell me I'm all interested. If something tells you to do something, whoa, let me check the Bible out. Because God is not going to contradict his word. If you can find it in the Bible, then it's the Holy Spirit. But If you can't find it in the Bible, and these people says, well, God told me to kill them. That's not, no, that's not in the Bible. If you cannot find it in the Bible, you could better rest assured, mark it down. That's the devil trying to use you and play you, play you in your life. He, he's wanting to take root somewhere in your life that later down the road, he can get you. Because it will grow, it will grow. We see the, the enemy they take in control. We see that they could not distinguish. It was the devil that was leading. They could not tell it was God. They couldn't de- be careful, filter your heart that your conversations is through the Scripture, the Holy Ghost, and God is from you. It's not from the devil. We don't want to be a pawn of the devil. We don't want the devil filling our hearts with something to get filled in our life. Did you know that, I, I, I after thinking about this, this is not an instantly, filling and you take a cup of water and you you fill it up it's not instantly filled it it pours in has to fill it up the same thing with the devil he doesn't automatically just i'm there no little by little by little and if you don't catch it early enough when he starts speaking in your life and directing your life you don't catch it early enough by the time you turn around, you're going to be plump full with the spirit of the devil. That's why it's important that you realize who is speaking to you from the very beginning of off the, right off the bat. God, is this you or is this the devil? And as a child of God, you ought to recognize the voice of God when God directs your life and tells you what you need to be doing and not the devil. We see the enemy that was harbored in their life we see the example that was highlighted verse number four while it remaineth, was it not thy own and after it was sold was it not in thy own power why hast thou conceived this thing in thy heart that has not lied unto men but unto God he said hey This was yours from the beginning. You owned it. Nobody told you you had to go out and sell it. That's something you chose to do. You you didn't have to bring all of it in and lay it out. If you sold it, you didn't have to say, you could say, no, that's not what the price I sold it for, but this is half of what I sold it for. And that would have been all right. That would have been good. But because they were not all in, they lied. They deceived. And when you start lying and deceiving God, you better believe God's going to take action. Amen. Come on now. Y'all going to help me out today. (laughs) Like I said, I'm Barney Fife. I only got one bullet. This is it. If you don't receive it, (laughs) I I can't shoot you again. So, hey, this has got to be it. But if you lie and deceive on God, you can mark it down, God will get you. But the devil's gonna say, hey, everything's all right. Everything's all right. They, uh, Peter said, hey, you didn't have to do this. You didn't have to sell it. To, you didn't have to bring it all in. It was in thy own power. You had control of it. Let me just say this: When you do something for God, when you do something that God is directing you to do, you better make sure you are right up front with God from the very beginning. Don't try to deceive God. I find, I find those that try to deceive God. Listen to me. I find those that try to get around God haven't really sold out to God. You say, brother, do you, you believe they're saved? I believe there are some that are saved. I, I believe they, they've seen the power of God and the working of God. I've seen the, I believe they've seen the, uh, God fall down. I believe they've been in some service and seen God work miracles. I believe that, but they have left room in their heart. You know the Bible says the heart is a breeding ground. Seeds can get planted in there. You can plant seeds in your heart all day long. But let me tell you what. You need to be careful what seeds you plant in your heart. You plant bad seeds, you're going to grow some bad stuff. Amen. But you plant some good seeds, you'll start reaping the good things of God. We need to be careful of what we're doing you can you can be a pretender to me all day long. You can walk the walk all day long in church because most of you I don't see you until church time. You can say, I'm all in. I, I come to church and I do this. But when you get home, you're not all in. And just like I said, he said, you're not deceiving men. You're deceiving God. You're deceiving God. The question is this morning, have you really surrendered all? Have you given it all to God? That's what we need to say to our hearts. That's what we need to examine ourselves this morning. Lord, there's a, I, I've had to deal with this in my own life. I had to deal with the envy. I had to deal with some things that I had to get rid of. I ask God I need to be examined you need to show me what I need to get out of my life because if you don't get it out of your life it's gonna cause you to fall Ananias and Sapphira they fell hard why because they deceived God lied to God be careful that you call yourself a Christian in church Let me say this real careful that you get it right because I don't want to run out of here and say, well, Jimmy says I was a liar and I was a deceit and I'm full of the devil. Some of you might be full of the devil. I don't know you. Amen. But let me just be careful that you claim to be a child of God in the house of God and be a child of the devil on the outside because God can tell the difference. And, and let me just say this: sooner or later, I can tell the difference. I can. I can tell the difference. It don't take long, but you can tell the difference. Somebody who says they're a child of God, somebody that says I'm a child of God, and not. It don't take long. I'd be very careful. Have you surrendered all? I, I want this church to be as real as it can be. I, I don't want anybody to say, "Hey." They show favoritism down there. I do. I really do. I show favoritism. I love everybody. Even if a sinner walks through the door, I love them. I care about them. I care about you. I care about people around. I care about this neighborhood. I love to see people get excited and come to the house of God and get right with God. I love that. But I don't ever want to tell anybody to say there's a bunch of pretenders at this church. A bunch of pretenders. I want you to be right with God. I want you to be real with God. And if you're real with God and real with the the church, you'll be real with everybody else. Have you surrendered all? Or are you a pretender or a contender?